Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every bloody seven days, bar one, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, and we use them to have a good old chinwag and get to know each other better. This week, we're on episode 86, and we're on chapter 29 of the Goblet of Fire, The Dream. Tom, how are you? Oh, I'm well, Lucas. I've just woken up from a dream myself. I was thrashing. (laughs) I was wet. I was dreaming that my uh, comedy partner had got on the plane and moved to Germany. Oh, it was a nightmare. Oh, that's reality. That's happened. I'm in Germany. Oh, and quick question. Was the uh, wetness the dream, or is that reality too? <laughs> That's just you, I think, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had a weird dream last night that um, I missed my own wedding because I was murdering Jimmy Savile. I don't know if we want to keep that in. <laughs> That's a weird dream I had. I had a dream about your wedding. Did I tell you about that? No. What was your dream? I, I was dreaming that... It was like, it was the day of the wedding and I'd not written the best man speech. Oh, no. And so I was what like, did you do? Oh, I'll just wing it. I'll just wing I'll, I was like, I'll just wing it. I'll just wing it. And then I go up and, uh, oh, people booing. Yeah. People <laughs> screaming at me. You can't wing, wing some things. Yeah. No, there's How some you? things How's, uh, ha- you can't wing. How's the Isle of Alaman? <laughs> it is good, it is good. Well, unfortunately, we've been to Poland this week because uh, there was a, a family bereavement, so we've been to a funeral. But hey, I had to buy myself mm-hmm. a black suit, right? And so uh, Martina and I went to uh, the nearby city here to buy a black suit, and some man was there helping us out, and uh, he was talking in German to Martina, and she seemed to be... Uh, you know, not happy with some of the things he was saying. But obviously, I didn't know what he was going on about. And uh, in the end, <laughs> I was like, oh, these suits are a bit expensive. Uh, but we were in the changing rooms and Martina was like, that man's been really rude about you. He said you had fat thighs and a big ass. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> And he was saying loads of things about me and manhandling my buttocks and like pulling the uh, <laughs> pulling the pulling my trousers out and checking the label without asking me whether I wanted him to do that <laughs> and like feeling how wide I was. <laughs> so we didn't decide to buy from that man because uh, he said I was fat. <laughs> Let me tell you something, right? Yeah. Know this. In some cultures, you would be celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> you take a walk. Not in Germany, d- apparently. <laughs> you take a walk, right? Do a little trip around the world, and some people yeah. will be bowing at your feet for the way you look. <laughs> and I tell you what, I rang my mum for some sympathy. So I rang my mum. I said, Mum! The German man at the shop been telling me that I'm, you know, I've got big thighs, expecting a bit of sympathy, but 
She turns around and goes... Who from? Your, your mother? Your mother? <laughs> you from my mother, yeah. From your mother? <laughs> I was expecting sympathy, and she turns sorry, around sorry, and one, says... One second, one second, one second, one second. Mrs. Kirkby, who, when you rang her up and said, guess who's on live at the Apollo this week? She went, not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the very same. So I told uh, her... Go on, uh, restart... I said, oh, this man at the shops said I got big thighs and a, a fat bum. And she turned around and said, well, if that's not a reason to lose weight, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the motivation I need, apparently. <laughs> going to a, going to Pete, going to organizing a personal trainer so what brings you to me uh german suit fitter <laughs> <Say no more. laughs> i know exactly who you mean uh, you don't need to say anymore he, he gives me a I lot of business that bloke <laughs> um i was buying a pair of trainers when i was 18 yeah and i had a bit of i was i was a bit of a when i went to uni i had a bit of extra timber on me yeah yeah, fat lad. <laughs> fat lad. And uh, I went into I went into Foot Locker, and I was like, I'm going to buy these trainers. And the lady serving me in Foot Locker, like she was, you know, selling me the trainers. Going, oh, these trainers are so good. And she went, and they're even good for exercise. And she tapped me on my fat stomach. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> she went, they're even good for exercise. Some people don't mind manhandling you, do they? I remember going to the the doctors when I was, uh, I must have been about 16, 17, because I remember going at my dinner break in school. And she was like, right, I think I had tummy problems, like bad stomach aches and stuff. She was like, right, lie on the bed, have a look at you. So she starts feeling my stomach like this. I'm like, fair enough, it's a stomach complaint. And she goes, right, let's see how you are down there then. And she puts her hand down my pants and feels my inner thighs, feeling my glands inside my thighs. Oh, I didn't think you were going to go there. I'm afraid that's not a story for the podcast, Mr. Gogby. That's, that's a story for a therapy session. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, people. <laughs> I'd hate to be pregnant, you know, uh, like all women always feel pregnant ladies' bellies, don't they? Ooh. You say pregnant girl, weird. I think. <laughs> you what? You say pregnant weird, you go pregnant. Pregnant. Do I? Pregnant. I'd hate to be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do apologise, <laughs> listeners. Pregnant. No, you can say it as you want. You're in Germany now. No one knows the difference. <laughs> no, they well, do. Yeah, people... They speak it. They speak better English than us, don't they? Probably, yeah. Well, I was teaching. Um, we were in Poland, and uh, what, what would she be to me? Maybe like a second cousin-in-law or something. Little kid, anyway. And uh, um, she's teaching me the numbers one to ten in Polish, and I was helping her with her English book that she was working through. And she oh, turns yeah. to me and she goes. My teacher says that English people are lazy and don't pronounce the ends of words. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> They're lazy, aren't we? 
<laughs> what that mean? <laughs> what that mean? <laughs> Butter. But uh... <laughs> right. But the thing is, um, is that a crime? If it is, all English people, we should put out our wrists, be arrested, and spend the rest of our days in prison. And you know what? We would be glad to go because it would mean getting fed for free getting a roof over our heads for free and getting free central heating. We can't afford any more. Thank you, Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, prison. Hey, what's the price of fuel like over there? Oh, it's the same as the UK. Astronomical. How, how much so? One euro? I don't know exactly, but expensive. Over here, it's like 185. Oh, it's disgusting. Well, it'd be more than that. I think I saw one that was like two euros. Well, euros are worth less than pounds, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Cheap, then. It's cheap in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) I put my hands up. (laughs) That's fun. Hey, another update. My dad fell into a rose bush last week, and uh, he had to go to hospital, (laughs) and I've... Sorry. <laughs> he had to have five thorns <laughs> taken out of his body. How did he fall into a rose bus? Was he uh, gleefully bending down and smelling the roses? <laughs> well, there's one in front of our uh, in front of our house. There's like a, a thing of rose bushes in front of the front door. But uh, the goats have eaten all the roses, so there's only the uh, like the thorn bits left. But yeah, he, I think he just fell fell into him, <laughs> and had to have five thorns Your taken Honor. out. <laughs> what brings you here, Mister Kirkby? Well, <laughs> the goats have eaten all the roses. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have goats? No, I don't have goats. <laughs> he said that since retiring, you know, I'd have time to sit back and smell the roses, but. To be honest with you, I've not been able to do so. <laughs> I've been having to make me some move house and I fell into the bush completely. Is he all right? <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all good. Did Did he find the funny side in it? Or was he very grumpy about it? I don't know. I've only heard it through my mother. But uh, she found it funny, I, I think you... so. Well, that's good then. I don't feel bad for laughing. Because the thing is, if I fell into a bush of roses, I would be very cross and I would be very... Because the thing is about me, if I ever fall over and someone laughs, oh, 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 I don't know if we're friends anymore. Oh, yeah, I don't like that, do you? I don't like being laughed at when I fall over. You can only, I think you should only laugh about things that people can control. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Laugh at things like you can you control. Like if you choose to wear a hat that says cheesemonger on it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might laugh at you. I'm like, why are you wearing that hat? But if you slipped on a banana and cracked your skull onto the corner of the curb and your brains mm. came flooding out, I would not laugh. No. Hey, my brother-in-law <laughs> genuinely slipped on a banana peel when he was younger mm-hmm. and he uh, broke his coccyx. <laughs> I see. That's no such a cartoonish that. way to fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Mm, you got any updates um, this week? Yeah, I've written some down. Question one What is Germany like? What's Germany like? <laughs> Are they all nice to you? 
that it's lovely. Yeah, it's nice. That's funny, though. I, I really enjoy the fact that, I don't know, that bloke was treating you like a piece of furniture, <laughs> not yeah, a human yeah. being. Because that is the issue when there's a uh, when someone doesn't speak the local language. I definitely yeah. English people are very guilty for that. If someone isn't fluent in English and speaks it perfectly, it's like the, the English people or like you know British people will treat that person like dog dirt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. British people are notorious for not being a. Uh, kind to visitors <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's because there was a language barrier but yeah because he was just like talking to martina and then turning me around pulling my trousers back looking in i felt like she'd brought the dog in for the to the vets or something i'm sorry martina we're going to have to put him down <laughs> where's that bloke from <laughs> germany it's, germany the thing is the Germans used to speak English like this, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But now the Germans speak English like this. Hey, I'm from Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Want to come surf the waves with me, dude? I learn English from watching sitcoms. Have you seen Friends? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. It's like walking around San Francisco. (laughs) <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles, Your Honor. Huh? <laughs> now, Tom. Otherwise, hang on. I went camping in the wild. Oh, I saw a picture of that. It looked lovely. Yeah, me and Lucy, we packed up our bags and we walked up a mountain and then we laid by a lake, some reservoir up a mountain, and uh, we laid our heads to rest. Not dead, but uh, just rest. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And did you have a nice time? Uh, yeah, I did have a nice time. Sleep was bad, though. Like, in and out of sleep, bit rubbish. I think I need to upgrade my sleeping gear, like mat, tent, get a better pillow. Um, I ate a tin of stag chili. Have you ever had stag chili? What on earth is stag chili? But why'd you have to call it Stag? Stag! Um, that used to be the advert for Stag Chili. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a tin of chili. Yeah, it's a tin of chili. I think you'd like it. It's not got uh, deer meat in it, has it? <laughs> no, it's got uh, like beef in it. Beef, beef chili, Stag Chili. Lovely. If you're on, if you're in the supermarket, right, wander down the Frey Bentos aisle, and it shouldn't be too far. Fantastic! Hey, we should have that. If you on like stag me, do stag you chili. Like... Jesus Christ! Cutting many corners on your stag do, aren't we? <laughs> Hostel stag chili, Sally Army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the way back from camping. We went to uh, T-Bay Services. You ever been to T-Bay Services? It's a classic services on the way to Edinburgh, isn't it? And on the way back. Yeah. It's got a farm it's shop. It's services it? that's posh, yeah? Yeah, we went in and there was a massive queue for the canteen. So Lucy goes, oh, let's go to the uh, the coffee shop bit. They've just got the same stuff there already made. And I was like, all right then. 
So we queue, queue for a while. You know when a teenager works somewhere and then things are just shit because teenagers are like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of myself. <laughs> um, they approach the counter. Hi, what can I get for you today? I go, hello. I say, can I have a bacon roll, please? You know, bacon on a bun, you know, a little roll. And she goes, I don't think we've got any of them left. And I go, okay. I go, how about that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In front of me. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Can you do that for me, sweetie? Um, <laughs> two, two breakfast rolls, two hot drinks. Guess how much that cost me, sent me back. Oh, two bacon rolls, two hot drinks, £7.50. I think it was like £16. You are kidding. That makes no. me sick. It makes yeah. me mad. And let me tell you something else. On the way up to camping, we stopped off at a Booths in Penrith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Booths in Penrith. <laughs> booths is a supermarket, right? So we think, oh, let's go for a breakfast roll in the cafe upstairs. We go upstairs and they've got on a board. Breakfast, no, downstairs they've got a sign. If you want to get it from the uh, the hot counter from downstairs, it's like, breakfast roll deal. Three pound, you get a breakfast roll, either bacon, you know, egg, sausage, whatever you want, and a hot drink for three pound. And I was like, mm, bargain, let's go to the cafe, see how much it was up there. And so if you want to eat in, it said up there, four pound for that deal. So I'm like, excellent. Go up there, as I'm queuing, guy goes any hot drinks for you today like that and i'm like oh yes please can i get a coffee and a tea and i'm thinking i'm thinking he's the drinks man i'll order the rest when i get to the uh the you know the payment woman yeah 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 supermarket cafe supermarket cafe yeah so i get to the woman i go hello i've just ordered two hot drinks from him can i get the two breakfast rolls to accompany she goes no more breakfast not doing breakfast rolls and i was like oh so she's like, you can, well, that's the only reason we went up there. And I've already ordered the drinks, right? So she goes, I can do you some chips. And I was like, oh, fucking chips. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chips at 10 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on then. I'll just have some chips at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. <laughs> and so I go, I'll just pay for these. I'll go sit down and I'll, you know, rethink. So I paid for these two drinks and like, you know, like fucking six quid. And I'm like, great. To pay for these two hot drinks, six quid. Go and sit down. Explain the situation to Lucy. So we have these drinks and we think, oh, let's just go get the deal from downstairs. Oh, no, no. Lucy goes, uh, Lucy said, why don't, why don't we find out if you can bring the breakfast rolls from downstairs upstairs? And then, like, why, what's the issue there? Yeah? The cafe's dead. We've already bought drinks here. What would be the issue? If anything, we should have just done it. There's no point asking, yeah. But like, you know, you don't want to be embarrassing sometimes. So she goes up to the counter and goes, Hey, we've just bought drinks, but um, would we be able to go get some breakfast rolls from downstairs and bring them up? And the woman goes, I'm afraid not. No, you can't do that. And so we're like, all right, perfect. So we go downstairs, drink these fucking drinks, and we go downstairs and uh, we get... We'd get the deal, right, go sit in the car and eat it, £6. But the difference, two rolls, 
and two drinks, six pounds at Booth's, T-Bay Services, 16. What's happening there? Right? And the ones at T-Bay were bad. Right? Some people might argue this didn't warrant a five-minute story. <laughs> hey, I think it did. And it was a story of two crucial parts, the T-Bay services and the booths. Mm. But I think booths made you madder. Um, oh, I think so, yeah. I think so. Even though they took less money off me, mm. they made me mad. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, Tom. What does that all mean? Yeah, go know. on. Are you ready for a chapter 29 rundown? Yeah. It's chapter 29, The Dream. So Harry, Ron and Hermione are wondering all about Mr. Crouch going cuckoo, where he might be, what he might be doing. Bloody hell. Anyway, they're practicing for this third task. They're doing stunning spells, disarming spells. It's all a good bit of fun. Next minute, Ron and Harry are in, uh, not transfiguration, they're in divination, and Harry falls asleep and he has a dream. Whoa! I uh, can't quite remember what happens in the dream, but something about Voldemort. Oh, yeah, he's back in the house. And Voldemort (laughs) says that uh, he's going to kill Harry Potter. you ready for a rundown? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I think he goes to sleep or some shit. (laughs) Worse than me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he has a dream. This is the problem when I don't prepare the day before. He has a dream, and then he wakes up. Oh, 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 I need to go to the hospital wing. But he decides to go to Dumbledore's office instead. He overhears Mad-Eye Moody, Karkarov, and Dumbledore having a chat. And then uh, he comes in the room. And that was the dream. Tom, are you ready for a rundown? Are you ready for a rundown? Do you need to read the book? <laughs> I thought I just—I thought the adrenaline of doing the rundown would make me remember what the dream was, but it didn't happen. I think. Well, he sees Voldemort speaking to Wormtail. Wormtail's cowering for his life, but Wormtail has done something that saves his life from Nagini. But Voldemort does do the Crucio curse on him. And then Harry wakes up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. What a chapter. Hey, it was nice to be back reading a shorty, can I say? Mm. We've had a lot no, of longies, haven't we? Short. Though this was short, hell, they packed a lot in, didn't they? Did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sod all happened, mm. this chapter. Just had a bit of practice. What? Uh, Harry had a dream, and then he went to the headmaster's <laughs> office. What's funny about these three? Ron, Hermione, do I even need to finish? Harry. Harry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's funny about these three is that they're meant to be like the school's world-class investigators right if anyone's going to get to the bottom of this mystery it's us right but 
I feel like for most of the year, they're always chasing dead leads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Coming up with wild theories when the real answer is right in front of them. And they only ever chase one lead as well. Like a proper detective yeah. has like loads of different avenues of inquiry. You know, we do door to door, see what they do. Let's check the family. Let's check the work. These three, they seem to get one bloody idea and that's all they do for the whole year until there's mm. a twist at the end. No, he's been proved innocent three times so far, but I'm thinking this is Snape. <laughs> hey, let's keep investigating Snape for a while. <laughs> Have you noticed his greasy hair and crooked nose? Have you noticed that? And his yellow teeth? Yes, we've noticed. He's not shaggable. What do you want from us? Huh? <laughs> right, look, I know he's got an airtight alibi. I know he's got no means, motive, or opportunity. But look at that sallow skin. <laughs> Something no, up there, move away from I Snape. think. I think me brothers are blackmailers. Ron, right. These... <laughs> Even if they were. <laughs> Even if they were, leave them to it, right? Family's family. Mm. Well, Ron has these crazy things. At one point, they're like trying to decide what's happened. And Ron goes, ooh, maybe Crum attacked Crouch and then stunned himself. Right. Sometimes you just listen to an idea just to be polite, don't you? And you just, you know you're never going to seriously consider it. But you go, all right, we'll write it down. <laughs> I think, yeah, you go, the, the English way of doing it is going, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that means definitely not. not we could do hey, Ron, that, yeah. You, yeah. Hey, Ron, you're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a mental idea that was. But yeah, they're up in the owlery, aren't they? And they overhear Fred and George uh, deciding to blackmail somebody. But it's not mm. like, it seems a bit of an escalation for them, doesn't it? It's not their style. You know, fake no. dog poo, stink bombs. Hey, kidnap and ransom. No, no, no. We don't we don't do that. It's Fred and George. We do crazy pranks. <laughs> yeah, but you always got up the ante, haven't you? Not to blackmail. Well, them jackass boys always up the ante. Jackass started off right, you know, jumping over a bit of water on roller skates, yeah? Yeah. In the latest Jackass film, one of them gets tied <laughs> to a chair, hun- honey and salmon dumped over him, and then they have like a bear come in <laughs> and they leave him a bear in the room with him. And it's just upsetting, really, seeing a man think he's going to die. Hey, I don't want Fred and George to be starting to do Jackass pranks. Hey, what have Fred and George done next? We've put a scorpion on Colin Creevy's dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell's that? <laughs> Don't like that, Fred and George. <laughs> we made Do him skateboard over now. a fat man. What? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Why have you made Neville be skateboarded over? <laughs> don't like that, do we? 
He likes it. Yeah. But I don't know, those poor Fred and George boys. They want to start a joke shop. They want to start a joke shop. Jesus yeah. Christ. Why not, though? It's bound Lads. to be a hit. Wizards love crazy shit. Live like a little. That. What are they like? They're like 16. I want. I want to. Jo- I want to start a joke shop. You're 16. Do a bit of traveling. You know. Yeah, yeah. Get out there. I know. Hey, what do you want to do? I want to be a policeman. What do you want to do? I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> what do you want to do? Set up my own magic shop. Right, we're not friends <laughs> with him. <laughs> That's some magic. Over me, <laughs> he wants to be an astronaut. We live in England. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he not the weird one? <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Shut up, you little tosser. <laughs> Stay in the corner with your cup and balls. <laughs> your cup and balls. Stay in the corner cupping your balls. Yeah, hey, but wait for the big oh, finale. All three balls disappear and it becomes an orange. You're 16. <laughs> You're 16. <laughs> I've probably said this before, but I've never been a fan of magic. You have said that before, yeah. Yeah, it just it irritates me for some reason. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what, I think magic. a lot of people... It's good fun. I can't even see it as the theatre of like, you know, just like calming down. Yeah. When Dynamo's trying to put a mobile phone into Rita Ora's like bottle of wine, <laughs> it just <laughs> annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was weird. There was a weird era, wasn't there, with David Blaine and then Dynamo where they were trying to make magic cool, weren't they? Hey, mm. what's cooler than making the five of hearts slap onto the other side of a window? Oh, that's cool, isn't it? <laughs> oh, hey, he's really oh, cool. Oh, it's on the other side. <laughs> it's on the other it's side. Really... Hey, have you heard about my cool mate? He decided to uh, bury himself for a week. What? <laughs> that's bloody cool, isn't it? He's underwater. <laughs> Hey, I'm really cool. I can hold my breath. Magic's cool, guys. Do you want to see a bit of magic? Go on, then. I'm going to lock myself in a glass cube above London, and I'm going to be shitting and pissing up there. That's bloody magic, that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good magic, that. (laughs) That's magic. He's shitting and pissing up there. Hey, hey, quick! Magic man's having a shit. <laughs> Come round this Come on, side, magic man. <laughs> Mental oh, that I that just happened. caught eyes with magic man. <laughs> <laughs> He's magic. David Blaine used to have all them stunts where <laughs> he'd like, you know. To do something like to prove his stamina or something, locked in an ice yeah, cube, yeah. buried underground, above the thingy, um, underwater or whatever, hold his breath, and then eventually Channel 4 were like, yeah, we're not arsed, you know what, do one. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Darren Brown <laughs> now. 
De- yeah, Darren Brown was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mind games. See the lottery numbers. Yeah, go on then. After the lottery. No. <laughs> That's good. Do you want to see him after the lottery? No. Do you want to see him before? Yeah. Uh, how about just after? No, no, no. We want it before. Before they come out. Okay. All right. It's not good enough, is it, Darren? <laughs> Do you want to see? A, do you want to see an hour-long documentary? How I got a load of people together and had them guessing numbers. No, I want to see the lottery numbers. Look, what you're asking, I can't give you. <laughs> Mental. If I was um, Professor Moody slash Barty Crouch Junior, hello, father. <laughs> um, Junior. If I was him, he he says <laughs> he says. He says to them, I've heard about you from Dumbledore. Mm, quite the investigators, aren't you? Yeah, I won't be threatened in the slightest. No, bloody hell. Scooby, Scrappy according and to Shaggy. Dumbledore, <laughs> according to Dumbledore, you always figure it out at the last moment when the villain explains it all to you. Yeah, we do. So you don't figure it out at all, do you? No, we don't. You always end up at the right place at the wrong time. Yeah, we do. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've always had this like monologue at the end, haven't they, which explains everything. You just happen to stumble oh, no. upon the right place at the right time. Yeah, sevens. Hey, did you see I made that Scooby-Doo thing that me and you joke about a video? Hey, I loved it. Did it go down well? <laughs> um... On Twitter, I put it on Twitter, and weirdly enough, no comedians liked it. Like, it did very well for the people who follow me, but it's a yeah. bad sign when no comedians like it. Because mostly, like, I get, like, you know, 50-50 of, like, comics I know liking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randomers. Yeah. But mm. no comedians liked it. And it got me thinking, hey. I wonder if anyone else has done that joke, or do they find it crass? It's comedy for the people. That's what you got to think. It's comedy for the common man. Scooby-Doo's a redefile. <laughs> He's not a redefile. <laughs> He's worried about a redefile, and I don't understand him. Reading's not a crime, oh, yeah. Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> redefile. Mm. 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 Um, Harry has a letter from Sirius Black, and he's like, Harry... Be safe, right? No more wandering about, right? No more getting up to mischief, but get ready for the third task because uh, you need to get ready for that because someone definitely put your name in the goblet of fire. Can we start taking this yeah. seriously? Can, can we start taking this seriously, please? It's not appropriate that his name has been put in the goblet of fire. That's like the suspicious thing that people... It's the elephant in the room that everyone's like ignoring. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been put in the goblet of fire, but he is good. He's not died so far. What... What would make us believe he's going to die in the ultimate task? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, they seem to have forgotten all that. I don't know why they can't just pull him out of this. But Sirius gives the most useless advice ever. He's like, right, for this third task, I think you should practice stunning and disarming. 
Right, that's mm. why. That's it. That's what magic is: stunning and disarming. <laughs> you, you think that's what I wasn't going to practice? Hey, I'd practice my yeah. magic if I were you, Harry. Well, I'll practice my magic. <laughs> <laughs> practice that magic, you. Hey, do. Lucas. Lucas, what? you got a big exam coming up, haven't you? Yeah. Do you want my top tip? Go on. Go in there and write down the answers. I'll do my best, Godfather. <laughs> hey, I've started putting up uh, videos uh, like of math stuff to help people with the GCSEs that are happening at the minute. And uh, it's a whole hour of me just saying that. It says, practice your maths. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Get that maths practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bloody hell, useless advice. I've... I'm imagining him writing it as a, these letters as a dog for some reason. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Him as a lurcher with Byro and Pad. <laughs> oh, yeah, with his you imagine him using with his paw? <laughs> with his paw, yeah. <laughs> or he could be dipping his tongue in ink. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling it out. <laughs> hey, that'd be good. Hello, Godson. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sprout looking over the uh, looking through the kennel. Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? Couldn't borrow that dog, could I? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sprout. <laughs> Bloody hell! Come here, snuffles. <laughs> I got some yeah. genitals for to snuffle. Oi! Stop it. Stop that right now. Uh, and I'm imagining all these letters What's are signed with a paw print like from the Dogs Trust. <laughs> a weird skinny dog is for life. <laughs> Not just for the prisoner <laughs> of Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> what they want to say is a dog is for its life. Not my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not mean to brag, but I'm going to live longer than a dog. Right? Yeah, look, unless you're advertising to nanas and granddads, a dog is not for life. Yeah, a dog is for a bit. A dog is huh? for its life. Yeah, a dog is for its life, not just for its Christmas. So either, <laughs> either charge me or release me, officer. Right? Um, <laughs> what I've always found f- what's funny is... In the books, Voldemort is always described as having a high-pitched voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they never portray him as such, do they? No, not in the films, no. Never, like... like okay. Uh, Ray Fiennes, um, for this one, we're going to need a high-pitched voice. Um, uh, you right to do that? Yeah, totally. Right, your line is, Avada Kedavra. Avada Don't do that. Avada <laughs> Kedavra. No, don't like that. Oh, like you sound like Monty Python. <laughs> you can't. What else does Voldemort say? Harry Potter, come to die. Not intimidating. No, we hmm? don't like that, do we? Unless you do it like Harry Potter. No, you can't do it. It's high pitched, isn't intimidating. Harry Potter. No, it just don't work, does it? That's Dobby. That's Dobby, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Dobby having a wank. <laughs> I was being peeves. 
Any more socks, Mr. Potter? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, you got through them already, Dobby. I got you loads. <laughs> I'm a free elf, a free teenage elf. <laughs> um, yeah. Harry has a nightmare. Um, <laughs> Voldemort is abusing Wormtail. Yeah, it's not nice. That, His loyal it, servant. Mm. He should be. He should be taken off him. I think. I think like social services should come in and be like, Do you know what? He's been nice to you, Voldemort, but you've just betrayed him. You're hurting him. We're going to take him away from you. And they should rehome yeah. Wormtail somewhere else yeah. in like a in like a little home for weird wizards. Azkaban. Azkaban. You're going to go to Azkaban, aren't you? And see how Voldemort does then without his only servant. Harry wakes up um, in Professor Trelawney's lesson. He's on the floor, screaming, <laughs> rolling around on the floor, right? And Professor Trelawney <laughs> says, you are, you are rolling around on the floor, clutching your scar. How can you clutch a scar? It's an inch of flat skin. I know. Clutch implies grab. You know. Like, what's he doing? Squeezing it like that. Oh, 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 it's my clutch. It'll go lovely with my prom dress. Oh, 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 I want to know how, oh, I need my clutch. How big is this scar in the books? Does it look like sore or is it faded? Or yeah, I just want more information about it, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Be funny to see a boy rolling around on the floor screaming, wouldn't it? You can't go twenty minutes without some attention, can you, Potter? <laughs> I would never set face in, set foot in that class. Let me say that again. I would never show me face in that class again. If I'd been rolling around on the floor, mm. going, oh, "No, oh no, stop it!" I'd be like, <laughs> "Right, I'm moving schools. I'm not going back there." I can't face them. He was, um, he was, a uh, he was, <laughs> our school son. Yeah, it's all right. But, uh, remember that boy I told you about, Harry Potter? Yeah. I had a lesson today and he just started pretending to be drunk. He started rolling around on the floor, you know, <laughs> screaming and wailing. And then he stands up and runs off. All right, you're not enjoying it. No, it's just it just makes me feel weird being here. <laughs> Everything has <laughs> to be about him. He gorged himself so much that he could barely walk a few years ago. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> you don't talk they about any other kid. He's the only boy who does him. anything. But also, I feel like this they should have a special class for him. I think so. Like a smaller when in, class. When I was in year, where he can have his when knees. When I was in next. year six <laughs> when I was in year six, there was a boy who was so disruptive, right? The seating plan was as such, right? Yeah. All the tables were in a massive um square. So all the kids faced each other essentially with a bit of gap. Yeah, so yeah. Could, like there's no light space in the middle, right? And there was one boy who was so disruptive, he did not sit in the massive square. He sat on a desk on his own facing a wall. 
I feel like that's what Harry needs. He needs to be like sat next to the teacher or something. Or, you know, have his own private sessions. Because he's just, he's always disrupting. <laughs> Professor Trelawney is definitely not um, going to the end of her lesson plan for that lesson. With him screaming, rolling around. <laughs> My dad told me something. He was like, oh, what do you think of this? <laughs> like, as if it was a poem or a joke or something. I said to him, you maybe could put that in a birthday card or something. He said, oh, he said, I thought of this. He goes, oh, my wife is very much like a pillow. Um, uh, she's very soft and she's always behind me. Like something like that. Yeah. That's lovely. And my dad was, dad was like, what do you think of that? And I was like, yeah, you could put it in a, uh, a birthday card or something. And then he goes, I told that to your sister Sophie. That's exactly the same way as I told you. And then she said about my mother, she's not soft. She's a psycho. (laughs) She goes, she goes, goes, she's not soft. She dunk your head in a bucket. (laughs) Hey, that should be what's on the inside of the card. So the outside of the card is uh, your mum's like a pillow. She's soft and she's always behind me. And then you open it up, but she dumped your head in the bucket, the psycho. Happy birthday, <gasps> lots of love, head in a Sophie. <laughs> That's a good card, isn't it? It's a good, it's a good card. We're going to have them made. <laughs> People need to take more risks with cards, don't they? I think so. Well, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I, get, I bought a card for me mum as a joke. So it was Mother's Day, but I bought a card for like a stepmother on purpose. And it was just a card Hmm. that said, you're like a mother to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I gave it to my mum and she didn't find it funny. I'd find that very funny. Yeah. But I always buy stupid, like, I like buying age inappropriate cards as well. So I've got... um, my friend Maggie's kids, I'll always buy them 10 times what their actual age is and pretend I've got confused. So I think one of them turned eight recently and I bought them 80. I was like, hey, what, you're not 80? It's lots of fun. Do they laugh? Yeah, yeah, they find it funny, yeah. Or um, I'll get me, oh, that's good. me dad, uh, uh, like a little boy birthday card, like Thomas the Tank or something like that. But he's great fun. He's me dad. He's me dad, your honour. I always buy people cards I'd like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your mum a card to the best son. What? Hey, I'd like that. <laughs> I'd have liked it. Tom, I'm, I'm 36. Yeah, yeah, but this is my age. This is a card I would have wanted. That's a young mother, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For a boy my age. <laughs> In my head, it was a different scenario, but I didn't make that clear. Um, Harry storms off out of Professor Trelawney's lesson. She goes to him, may I suck upon your scar and get all the thoughts from within your head? He goes, no, that'll make it worse. I want a headache <laughs> tablet. So he walks off. Yeah, And he doesn't go to the headache tablet wing. He goes to Professor Dumbledore's um 
office and he needs to get in and there's a gargoyle there and he, uh, lemon sherbet isn't the password so he starts going around guessing all the sweets that could possibly be password chocolate frog but it every flavor beans um you know and he lands on he gets so frustrated he shouts out cockroach cluster and then it opens and he goes that i was only joking all right i'll close then what do you want from me <laughs> You've had your time. The thing is, there must be a time limit on those secret doors because they're like automatic, aren't they? It's got to go back closed after mm. he's gone up there. So if he's there faffing about, it might close on him. He's going to have to shout cockroach oh. cluster again. But he gets so annoyed that he Cock- kicks a gargoyle that he can't get the password right. He's like, pear drop, licorice wand, fizzing whizby. And he goes, oh. <laughs> Kicks a gargoyle. You're trying to guess a password. You're really expecting to get it in the first three goes. Right. Oh, I know. Got to hack into the headmaster's safe. Right. Let's try mm. zero, 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 zero. <laughs> no, let's try one, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. Let's try one, two, three, four. I'm just going to shoot myself. Ooh. <laughs> right, you're trying to guess That'd a password. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad that you can guess. <laughs> it's pretty bad that you can guess the headmaster's password, don't you think? The amount of secrets in that room, and you can just guess cockroach cluster. Because mm. it's all in a theme as what well. Secrets like, are in that it? room. Well, all the headmasters are there, and they've got all like. Um, I can't remember when I was reading. I think when we did our moving portraits episode on Patreon, it said all the headmasters have like all the knowledge in the portraits of like the secrets of the school and all this kind of stuff. Mm. So who knows what you could find out? Mm. Mm. Right. Right. How many professors sucking on the forehead of a teenage boy? <laughs> you giving this chapter out of five. Well, it was a bit of a nothing chapter, really, wasn't it? We had a dream. Uh, we were practicing magic, uh, but not a fan. It wasn't a great chapter. I'm going to be very harsh, I think, and I'm going to give it one teacher sucking on the forehead of a teenage boy out of five. Mm. Very brutal. All right. I was excited to read this chapter because it was a shorty, right? As you said at the top of this episode, unfortunately, nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. He had a bit of a dream. He had a bit of a dream. And there's a bit of dialogue. And the dialogue I did hear did not titillate me in any way. I was not in at all titillated, Your Honour. All right, then. For that reason, I give this chapter no teachers oh. sucking on the forehead of a teenage boy out of five. I think that's got to be the record. A combined score of one out of ten. That's terrible. Hey. And that's just how I feel you're on it. Right. Are you ready for this week's surprise segment? <gasps> what? Quiz. 
quiz 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 uh, oh, it's what he always tells him to have. Um, oh, it's um... okay. Come back to me on that one. Question two: What jinx slows people down? Uh, oh, pass. I don't know. The impediment jinx. Question Yo. three: What did the blue sky look like? It had been. Bruised. Enamelled. Question four. What was Trelawney's uh, shawl tangled in? Oh, one of the lamps. Correct. Question five. How many eyes drooped in this chapter? Just one. Three. Three. Harry's and Moody's one eye. Ah. And then he's always got one. to have... Yeah. Oh, it's like a... Not awareness. I'm trying to think of the right word. Always have vigilance. Half a mark. It's constant vigilance. Okay. One and a half out of five. <laughs> hey! Quiz. Quiz key. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Drubbings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages that you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Drubbings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a message on the website from Nat Boys. And Nat said, just wanted to give you a big shout out for creating an epic podcast and show combining my two favourite things, Harry Potter and off-the-wall comedy. We came to see you in Sheffield last November and have been working my way through the podcast ever since. You make my morning commutes across the Pennines fun and I've had some what's up with her looks from people as I've been howling on the train at Pottervision. I've just signed up to your Patreon and I'm busy downloading the bonus content for our trip to Mexico next week. Oh, well, have a lovely time in Mexico, Nat Boys. Now, we've also got a brand new baby to welcome to our nursery. On our Patreon, a new baby, Harry. It's Gemma Rose. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma. It is Christmas morning. Yeah? <laughs> Santa Claus is bringing you 
down the chimney with him. He has wrapped you in a box, for you are the present for your parents. Um, though they're having a light in on Christmas morning, time is ticking. A bit too much booze the night before. You are in this box under the tree and you are stirring. Um, I hear your cries from a passing car. I, I crash my car, kick through the front door, kick through the porch door, run under the tree, unwrap you, lift you into the air and... Lovely. And that was Hedwig's droppings. This has been the What did you think of them cries? Oh, yeah, lovely. It's like being in the room with an actual baby. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. We are going to be in Edinburgh this year, every day from the 4th till the 24th of August. You can get your tickets now, reserve tickets, go to pottervision.com. And also we've got a preview for the Fringe on the 28th of July in Manchester. And it's £5 a ticket, or if you're one of our patrons, you can get a free ticket. So come and see us. We'll be trying out some new bits as well as doing some classic Pottervision scenes. Uh, otherwise, mm. if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Or you can just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Why not follow us? You have uh, been... Yeah. Yes, Tommy. Uh, has it... <laughs> we released on Patreon an episode of Pig Heart Boy. We watched the drama, the children's drama, Pig Heart Boy. <laughs> and we put it out as a Patreon exclusive. In my head, I was like, I think we're going to get 100 people signing up to the Patreon to listen <laughs> to Pig Heart Boy. <laughs> but... I'm not even sure any of our Patreon patrons have listened to it. Well, let me have a little look at the... Uh, I can actually tell you how many people have watched the video. Let's have a look. Come. So I think we've got about 50 patrons at the minute. Yeah, and... I'm expecting 50 views. Maybe 100 if they've all watched it twice. And so far, six... I've watched Pig Heart Boy. <laughs> but hey, some of them might have listened to the audio version. That's maybe where the other 44 are at the minute. <laughs> that might be. That, that's probably where the other 44 are. Maybe we should get back to Harry Potter content on the Patreon. Why don't we do an episode of the Patreon about, I don't know, the most, uh, the fittest Harry Potter characters? Adults only. Adults <laughs> only. Yeah. Don't matter if they're adults at the end. They have to be adults from book one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, next week on the normal podcast, if you can call this normal, we will be on episode 87, chapter 30 of The Goblet of Fire, The Pensieve. You have been a lovely baby-kissing Tom Lorinson. And you have been a lederhose-wearing, beer-glugging, sausage-necking Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> Goodbye. Motivation.
Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision.